Robbie. Yo. Are you fired up about our new official title sponsor? I really am excited. Bro, we talking level up gutters out of Youngsville, Louisiana. Have you ever heard of them, Robbie? I haven't. Bro, I just bought a new house. No joke, no game. I called the competition. I can't get a call back. Won't give me a free estimate. Can't make time for me. I'm talking about level up gutters out of Youngsville, Louisiana. They don't care if you live in Lake Charles. They don't care if you live in New Orleans. They don't care if you live in Alexandria. They're going to give you the free estimate. They're going to give you the personal touch. They're going to make sure you get what you need to succeed because level up gutters, they're winners. And winners win. Winners win. Go like Level Up Gutters on Facebook. The phone number you need to call if you want that free estimate is 337-257-5149. That's 337-257-5149. Don't forget, winners win when you level up. Level Up Gutters. Fired up, Jay Santer. It's our time of the year. Christmas. This literally is the closest thing. You, you know when you're a kid, that super magical feeling of Christmas? This is the closest thing I get as a 31-year-old man. You? It's pretty close. It's pretty close. It's better than that Nintendo 64 that I got that one year. Donkey Kong? I didn't. What did I get? <laughs> yeah, I probably got Donkey Kong 64. <laughs> All right. You're here. It's Monday. If you're listening to this, it's either Monday night or Tuesday morning. I'm, I am going to upload it. It'll be up Monday night. It is game week, Jay Center. It's here. We've been waiting. I, I should say, no daddy tonight. Daddy's on official business. Yeah, daddy's uh, coaching St. Louis's JV team. I just want to say that he predicted St. Louis to beat Sulphur and the Jamboree. They came up short. Uh, that won't 10, stop daddy. 10 to 7. They was up 7 to 3 with like two minutes to go in the game, and Sulphur scored at the end. And daddy said that they had uh, three uh, fumbles uh, they lost in the game. So that, they, they that should have won. Yeah, they had three fumbles. So yeah. take away the three fumbles, you probably yeah. win. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Who's a quarterback at Sulphur? Uh, no Not Kel, bro? No, <laughs> oh, Kel. Oh, I thought yeah. he started eligibility. No, no. Kel's a. Uh, 2013, 2014. Oh, okay. Man, yeah. almost a decade, Uncle Kel. <laughs> yeah. Uncle Kel's getting old. Yeah, a lot of rust on them trophies. <laughs> Kel, you old like me and Jay. <laughs> All right. We're fired up. Florida State this Sunday, Jay, September the 4th, 6.30, prime time. Jay, are you going to be in New Orleans for the game? I am going to be in New Orleans. Uh, level up gutters are sending us. So. Level up gutters are sending us. Sending the podcast team. That's awesome. The podcast team will be there. We're driving in early Sunday morning. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you, Jake. I know you're listening. I love y'all so much. Yes, thank you. We could not do this without you. We're going to shoot some good content there. We're going to have some videos. They'll be on the Winners Win Facebook page and Instagram and Snapchat. Hopefully I get Uncle Rob funneling some beer with some homeless people on Bourbon Street. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, well, I still I ain't as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. So If I can't give him the funnel, I'm going to try to get him to uh, race him in a 30-yard dash. Oh, they don't want that smoke. Huh, huh. That Stark's animal still lives deep down. Hell, yeah. So thank you, Eddie. Thank you, Jake. The boys are going to the Superdome. Level up gutter sending us. Remember, if you need a free estimate, it don't matter if you live in Lake Charles, Alexandria, New Orleans, you hear us say it on the podcast, call 337-257-5149. Eddie's going to answer. You're going to get the service. They're going to take care of you. You're going to get the best gutters in South Louisiana. That's a fucking stamp from Winner's Win. All right. Thank y'all. Straight into 
a press conference that our fearless leader had today. Jay, did you listen to the Brian Kelly's press conference? Yes, sir. What what was the one big thing you took away from this press conference today? The one big thing I took away was that I, I thought the reason why I listened to it, I thought he was going to name a starter at quarterback. Everyone was yeah, listening. that's why I tuned in. You know, I was uh, fired up for it. He didn't name a starting quarterback. He said he um, it's a tactical advantage for them not to name a starting quarterback. And I'm not trying to contradict him, but he said, but he goes on later to say that that the play calling and the playbook and the scheme won't be much difference if you have Nuss or Daniels in there. Because they're one A and one B quarterback, so if the scheme and the play calling isn't much difference, then why does it make a difference if you name a quarterback? That that's the one question I kind of had. Even if our scheme isn't any different, you got to think that Florida State's going to be planning. No, I no, I agree with they think, but I guess his takeaway would be that that Nuss is not as mobile, almost as mobile as uh, yeah, as Daniels, and Daniels is almost as much as a pocket quarterback as Nuss. So I mean, that's. that's you know, you splitting hairs between both of them. So, I agree. Well, we'll see. So we covered last week who we thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been a lot of things happening since then. What's your gut feeling now on quarterback? Uh, I still think it's Daniels. I think so too. Yeah, he's, even he's been running. He's been running with the ones too much. Uh, I think he really separated himself when Nuss uh, sprung his ankle and missed about three days of camp and and never looked back. Never looked back. Yeah. And you can people can miss me with the accuracy stuff. Now look, I could be dead wrong, and when it's showtime and the lights are the brightest. All I see is camp, and I know no one's running at him, and I know, but yeah, he no looks contact jersey, so he looks accurate with the football. Yeah, we'll I, see. I, hey, time will tell. Yeah, if you get if you, anybody has a subscription to LSU Gold, man, go go watch it, and you'll see him throwing the ball, dropping it in bread basket. Brian Thomas and that's right, Sean. And so if you're really not guys, plugged man. in, all you're you're just probably quoting something off the internet you saw. Another thing I take away is uh, he talked about Jack Besh, how he's running around doing good, man. So yep, that is good. Besh is back in the uh, mix. So, Brian Brown, eat your heart out. Brian Brown, <laughs> eat your heart out. Brian, you hate to see it, right? Yeah, he does. No, you love to see it. Deep down, you want the Tigers to win. You're just like, you're just broken oh, from yeah, all the yeah. years. He, he loves, he loves. He, he just has this one player that he wants to hate on. Okay, I got you. I, I usually got one too, Brian, so we're, we're, we're in the same boat. So, I'm going to go over quick notes from the Monday presser real quick. We'll run through it. Uh, BK, he went through their weekly schedule that the team will do. They're going to get to the Dome uh, actually Saturday. Mm-hmm. And uh, he praised Norvell for having a, a disciplined team unlike years in the past, because this will be the third year in a row he plays Florida State. So he said, unlike the, two years ago is exactly what he said, hey, they look a lot more disciplined. Jay already touched on it. He's not announcing a quarterback till game day. It's a tactical advantage. He said, Florida State played. That's an advantage. He said, I need to use this as, as an advantage. So that's why he's not naming a quarterback. He said, stopping the run. Uh, he was asked about Jordan Travis, the quarterback's run game. And I think Jordan only had 11 yards running, but you could tell he's a threat. So stopping the run will limit Jordan Travis in his run game. So he said, in order to help us contain and box the edges, we have to do our job stopping the actual run from the running backs. And, Jay, their running back room looked pretty good, even though they were playing Duquesne. Yeah, I said it's the first time in Florida State history that they had three 100-yard rushers in a single game from the running backs. That's some good running backs. And that's, a long, yeah, that's a long – List of running backs on a lot of good Florida State teams. And I understand they played Duquesne, but I'm sure within the whole history of Florida State that they, they played, played a lot somebody. Of teams. Some No, played against a lot of Duquesne-esque teams, you know. Yep, I agree. I don't think nobody had their, their uh, pants tucked up to their belly, but they had a lot of <laughs> – That was so good. You ruined it for me. You yeah, sent the actual picture. I, I sent Rob the actual picture. It's, it's all over Twitter if you go look it up, whatever. It's on my Facebook wall, too. Go look yeah, at my Facebook Yeah, this page. guy has – looked like his, his shirt uh, – his pants are tucked into his numbers, you know, but if you go look at it, he has a shirt uh, rolled up and a, a red under shirt hanging out. And it just it's, it's kind of a letdown. Yeah, it's a letdown. So, That's he also he touched on Malik, and Malik Neighbors has made tons of noise this camp. Yeah, he sprung his ankle, right? He sprung his ankle, but he said he's going to be clear. Jay, Malik was somebody you kind of really weren't high on coming out of last year. I remember you saying something about yeah, his hands. He, he, yeah, he dropped a lot, uh, but he, he was young. and um, You could tell the talent was he there. Know, I, he knows he's athletic, man, yep. uh, Louisiana boy. Um, so, you, you know the athleticism is there. That's right. So. Uh, I, and he apparently has done nothing but. Yeah, I, I really think once he's healthy, whatever, he's going to be the slot, I think. Um, you know, if, if maybe he's not full go um, for Sunday. I don't know that yet. He'll come up with another press conference. Uh, before he said he's then. clear. No, I know, but I'm saying, you know, not 100%. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
so Besh maybe slide into that slot, or uh, or Malik Malik will be the slot, and then Jare will be outside. Uh, he, he did touch on all the wide receivers. I'm going to get yeah, to he that. Said six or seven, right? Seven or eight. Oh, he, yep, said seven or eight deep, but he gave six names, and then he said, "I think that's seven, but I'll, we'll read the names." Yeah. That's so cool. he said QB competition is one A and one B. It's not mm-hmm. one and two, and they both will contribute this season. What I'm taking that as Jay is. I don't think it's going to be a dual quarterback system. Yeah, I, I think know. that means uh, Mr. Eddie from Level Up Gutters, we were on the phone with each other today, and he said, I think that means, hey, say it's Daniels. They're not letting him throw 10 interceptions and then giving uh, yeah, us a try. that's great. They're, they're gonna, they're, they have faith in whoever's second, and they're going to go to him. That's what I think that means. Yeah, what, do you was, see it the same? Yeah, but the thing that, I, that worries me about a two-quarterback system, I, I don't really remember a whole lot of good teams with a two-quarterback system. I know Florida in 06, Tebow coming every once in a while. but Some goal line stuff. Yeah, but I don't even remember. When Tebow started as a sophomore, I thought, who the heck is this dude? I thought he was a fullback last year. All he did yeah, was jump pass. He's a quarterback, yeah. So I was like, what? It looked like a fullback. Yeah, but anyway. Um, so, yeah, I always you always hear the phrase, if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. So, That's I mean, the not, phrase. Not everybody says that for no reason, but I, I I agree with you. I think that, you know, not that they're gonna not that Daniel's gonna have a short leash or Nuss if he starts gonna have a short leash, but like Rob said, if he starts getting where he's not in a rhythm, I, I think he's not gonna be nervous to you know pull one just to try him out for a drive or two and put the other one back in or leave whoever has a hot hand pretty much. Yep, BK you know. has mentioned several times they will both contribute. That's what I think that means. We think we agree on that. Yeah, and and uh, Kelly at Notre Dame, he wasn't nervous to put another quarterback in, you know, like you've seen it in the bowl game against LSU in the Music City Bowl. He pulled that, uh, I don't remember who it was. Zaire? Yeah, he pulled one and put the other one in, yeah. I think he put Zaire in. Yeah, yeah. The other one. Malik Zaire, I think his mm-hmm. name was. God, man, I still got it. All right, he said Damian Ramos will be, he, he was asked on the spot, he said Damian Ramos will kick field goals and extra points. He also was asked by Matt Moscona, he said did, uh, Playing them at Florida State last year, did it help with any of the planning for this year? He said no. They have a new OC. They have a new DC. He said uh, the prep won't help as much, but, uh, you know, he, he is looking forward to playing them for a third year. And then after that, my arch nemesis had a question. Scooter Hobbs <laughs> from the American <laughs> Press. I remember that. Scooter Hobbs from the American Press said, how long uh, have you known, talking to Brian Kelly, well, uh, Coach, how long yeah, have you known? That's exactly what it sounded like. He said, how long have you known who the starting quarterback was? And Brian Kelly said about 48 hours. So, he they, he knew on Friday, Saturday, you know, he knew. And that, you know, and that means in these practices where uh, media wasn't allowed, they, somebody was getting the first team reps. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are saying it's going to leak this week. Uh, I wouldn't doubt it, man. Everybody leaks. Someone, it's it's going to leak through Twitter. Yeah, you just I mean, won't know if it's reliable or not, I, I don't think. Because anybody who's reliable. We live in the area where, you know, Paris Hilton's video leaks. So, we, you know, LSU football. Gonna, I agree. So, <laughs> well, Scooter Hobbs, yeah. one of my favorite ones about him. Let me touch on him real fast. That uh, I remember when, when um, LSU was playing BYU on a Sunday night, remember? Because yep, it was. Yep. They, it they moved, moved from, from, yeah, from Houston, Houston to the Superdome. For the hurricane, yeah. And it was a late game. It was like an eight eight o'clock game, and Scooter Hall said, "Well, Coach always said if uh, you know that BYU doesn't play on Sundays because of religion, so <laughs> if the game goes past midnight, are they gonna have to forfeit?" <laughs> Coach Hall said, "Well, we hadn't thought about it." <laughs> <laughs> Two dummies talking to each other. I don't. Scooter Hobbs is in the the Louisiana High School Sports Writers Hall of Fame. He's been there a long time. For man. being quirky, ugh, he, he's it. like a a real dry, uh, sarcastic dude, man. He is, and 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 I'm sure he's done a lot of good work, but I fucking hate him. So, anyways, <laughs> uh, BK said the team is to arrive Saturday evening in uh, New Orleans, and Sunday morning they're going to go to the dome. And I like how he went ahead and revealed that that is going to be the new process, even if they're playing a night game and it's a Tiger Stadium. They'll leave the hotel that morning. He wants the boys to get to the stadium, break a sweat, mm-hmm. and uh, they'll come back. He don't want them sitting up in the hotel room all day. Yeah, yeah. They'll come back. They'll eat lunch, and then they'll have their time, and then they'll they'll get back to the stadium. I like that. Something different, something new. Never been done before, according to a, no- a reporter that was there. From there on, he goes on to offensive line. Jay, he, he went ahead and said it. Campbell, mm-hmm. tackle. Frazier, guard. Dellinger, center. Mm-hmm. Bradford, guard. Wire guard, oh tackle. tackle, right tackle, yeah. Jay, do you like that? Yeah, heck, yeah, I like it, man. They, if what? he, if him and Brad Davis like it, let's go. 
do you uh what, they still, what what's your still, thoughts on bradford on anthony bradford anthony that's bradford. a big human being man that's some bitches big ain't he i think he's six five three forty five three fifty he worked his way into the uh because he wasn't a starter they were naming in the beginning right uh yeah, I think he always was. He said no way he's going to be tackle because he started off tackle and then he uh, moved to guard. Six five three forty five. Yeah. What he's listed as. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, try to move him around. Mm, I love it. All right. He also mentioned Tremont Shorts was going to. He was going to be in the rotation. Yeah, didn't he say in press conference last week there's going to be like eight or nine guys? That's what he said. I was surprised when he didn't and name it, them all today. He just kind of yeah, said Emory Shorts. Jones and a freshman, another freshman. Had him as number nine is what Catholic, he said. Catholic, I believe. He's a. He's going to get in rotation. He'll probably be like the eighth or ninth man out. But right. uh, that's that's too, that's good. Will Campbell's a freshman. Emory Jones a freshman. That's good, man. Future's bright. And I know, one thing I know, he will recruit uh, oh, yeah. offensive line. Offensive line and, and tight end. That's all he knows how to recruit in Notre Dame. Love it. <laughs> so, uh, then he went straight into wide receiver. Jay touched on it earlier. He said, we're going to play deep in rotation with wide receiver with Besh coming back. He mentioned Butte, Jure, Malik, BT, which is Brian Thomas. And uh, Kyron Lacey. So that's uh, one, two, three, four, five, six names. But then he said we'll play seven or eight. Who Who is the other two, do you think, Jay, if those are the uh, six? Chris Hilton. Chris Hilton. I know he just come back. He'd come back, yeah, back he'd with come the back. back. Chris Hilton. Um, I wonder who the other one would be. So, so name him again. He named Jack Besh. Okay, Besh. Butte. Mm-hmm. Butte's not Jure. coming off the field. Nope. Jure said he's the most consistent in the whole offseason. Ryan Thomas. Malik He'll be in the slot. Brian Thomas and Lacey. Chris Hilton. And I just I wonder who that next one is. We'll think about it and we'll touch on it and we'll come back to it later. Yeah. All right. So after that, he said Florida State defensive line. He says they have size inside. And he said they're new on the edge, but their D line starts on the inside and works its way out. He says he expects Florida State to play a lot of man to man. I like that, Jay. That's good. I want people to play man to man against an athletic Louisiana animal team. And what's crazy is that if they have Daniel starting or Nuss, Nuss is elusive in the pocket too, but if they have Daniels who runs a legit 4-5, if he scrambles, man, they cannot they cannot guard the receivers very long. There's no way. Yeah. Realistically, in, in the NFL, it don't matter if everyone's equally as good, you can't guard receivers for that long Oh, no, no you can't. And that's why I think that old, uh, Trey Quinn was so good at bar because uh, – he was on the same oh, page Fontenot. with your boy. No, Fontenot would scramble back there in the pocket. That's what I'm saying. He was on the same page yeah. with Fontenot. For 10 seconds. You can't guard nobody for, nope. like I said, 10 seconds. And throw it two up. on the same page, big big time. Yeah. So, he also was asked about uh, how healthy the team was. And he made a statement that uh, Ali Gay, he said he has never made a full camp while he's been at LSU. He's always got hurt. He said, and he had no issues. He gave – uh, props to his staff. He gave props to the facilities at LSU that helps. That's, mm-hmm. that's a big pro. It's a, a lot that goes into that. And he, this was so amazing. He said only two soft issue injuries during camp. They had so your boy towards ACL Ash. and your boy towards ACL. He mentioned Norman, Cord Norman or whatever. He said he towards ACL. But my favorite part, he was asked if this was the healthiest team he's ever had in his 37 or 32 years of coaching. 32, 33, I believe. Yeah. Up to this point, only two soft tissue injuries and they're a very healthy team. He alluded, and he alluded to this could be the healthiest team he's ever had. Boy, that's good news to hear, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing hurts worse than a big camp injury. No. All right. He said, when it comes to kicking, he's going to use analytics and his gut. But whoever he chooses, he said there won't be no holds bar on it. Whoever they choose, I'm like uh, kickoff. No, 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 kick. No, the way he was talking was field goal kicking using an analytics for fifty oh, okay, or forty yard. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I got you. He said whoever goes out there, which he already named Damon Ramos, they're going to. Uh, they're, they're going to let him sling it. He said he hasn't named a kickoff specialist yet. Correct. So. He did not. Peyton Todd. Ooh, maybe that's 6'5", 245. Big boy. Big leg. Kick it in the student section. <laughs> like your boy. <laughs> no, not like Cam uh, uh, Gamble. Gamble. No, 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 no. All right, his last question was uh, asked about Mike Norvell, talking about split back, running some two running back. He said Mike's mm-hmm. always done that. He said he did it at Memphis. He did it at Arizona State when he was an uh, offensive coordinator. They were expecting it. It's planned for. And that's how he wrapped it up. So the Monday presser, I think, went really smooth. All right. We're wrapped up with the Monday presser, and that brings us straight into friend of the program, friend of us, friend of the show, one of the boys, Mr. Dylan Thibodeau, big LSU fan. I've, uh, I've, I've watched Dylan from afar through social media and talking whenever we see each other. I know he knows his shit. 
and it makes me fired up. I'm glad you're on the show. Dylan, we got you loud and clear? Yes, sir. How's it going, Ryan? Dylan, what's up, man? I'm glad you can make it. Jay, you know Dylan? Yeah, I know him a little bit. Well, the reason I know Dylan is because he's the best basketball player I've hey. seen out of Hackberry. Hey, boy. <laughs> he's almost Dude. as good as Peyton DeLone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dylan, We uh, I got six, seven questions for you because I trust your judgment, and I know Jay's got two or three right at the end. So did you, uh, you watch the Florida State game? Yes, sir, I did. All right, so one thing I've asked a lot of people – is it was so shocking for the Brian Kelly whenever he was hired. I said, so what was your initial thoughts when you found out Brian Kelly was hired? Uh, my initial thoughts, Rob, were it's going to be nice to go into a game and not feel like we're down 14 points just because of our head coach. Man, that gets me it fired seems, up. It's, it just seems like the past couple of years, you know, even with O, I mean, besides the 2019 season, obviously, you know, it just it feels like we've, we've been down with our coaching staff going into the game. It's like we got to make up points before the teams get on the field. It's, it's I was really We've always had the team to where it's been a bunch of freak athletes has always bailed out some bad coaching. Yeah, I was going to say we can make them up, make that 14 points up with uh, Mingo and all them. Yeah, so it, yeah. It, I agree. It's nice to to know that we won't have any uh our leg tied our arm tied behind our back, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, so uh you watched the Florida State game. Give me a little brief overview of what you noticed about the Florida State game. Uh, I, I noticed the two running back system they had going. Uh, it seemed to me like there was a lot of read. read on. Now, I know the game, the field was wet and stuff, but it seemed to me like they kind of ran a lot of read option stuff. Uh, I did not know that quarterback was that athletic. Uh, tra- wasn't Travis Jordan? Yeah, he kind of he kind of slipped through the radar for me as well, too. You can tell. Yeah, I did. And like I said, I heard. I, I heard that last year, you know, he was supposed to have a – he was supposed to be good, but they said I, – I read some stuff on him today that said this year they really think this is going to be his coming out party. I mean, he really did – he really stood out to me I, I, a lot. It seems like they, they said him – I mean, the play call was vanilla. They knew they were going to pound the ball, but it felt like to me they set him up, you know, to succeed, but he looked really comfortable delivering the ball, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he he definitely did. I think he threw the ball maybe twelve times. I think they threw it maybe twenty as a as a whole. Yeah. So I mean, but that that had a lot to do with you know how the field was, the the weather and stuff like that. I think. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I saw on the goal line they uh they let him run a little uh little read uh, read option and let him get around on the end. You know, on third down, you know, on goal line they're gonna let him run too. It kind of worries me a little bit. Yeah, and and that. To that point, uh, is the team LSU's team this year? Everything I've been hearing about the defensive line, if those middle guys can hold up the middle, I think our edge guys are going to be okay. I think we're going to, I think we're going to better handle. You got to love BJ and Ali Gay, right? Oh yeah, okay. definitely, so, definitely. So, what worries you most about the Florida State team that uh, in the game coming up? It's mainly going to be because of us, but their defensive line. Kind of, they they match up with us well, and that's only because I think we had a lot of moving parts this off season from you know moving Dillinger to center and stuff like that. It just, I hope the communication between our offensive line is good enough to handle you know what they're going to bring to us. I I, I totally agree, hundred percent. It's our it's our biggest uh, question mark on our team, right? Yeah, because one thing about uh, Florida State, LSU, Florida, Georgia, if they don't have good coaching or they're not playing well. They're not going to lack athletes. They're going to be athletes all over the field. So that's the one thing about Florida State is that they're going to have athletes, but just are they going to be uh, coached up to par, you know, and hopefully not as good. Love it. All right, Dylan, what do you think LSU's strengths on the team will be this year? I, I think it's that defensive line, man. I, everything that I've been hearing this offseason, I mean, I, I really think between the interior, I think honestly think LSU has a chance to – to bring back, you know, kind of back in the day, you know, that one or two guys in the middle, like you can't run up the middle against us, you know. And when we had teams like that, we had defenses like that, defenses like that, man. We were hard to beat. It was a staple for us at one point in time. And you, when you think of some really good LSU teams, you definitely uh, think of that interior D-line play, yeah. that dominating D-line. Lynn Dorsey, Tyson oh. Jackson, you know, guys like that. Love it. Oh, yeah. Drake Nevis, all them guys, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, when they plugged up the – when they plugged up the middle, man, it was it was over. When, 
Al Woods. That's when other teams, yeah, Al Woods, <laughs> other teams, yeah, other teams started figuring out, okay, well, we got to run around the edge. And that's when they figured out how much that SEC speed, man, on the outside, man, it just it's hard to catch the edge. Dylan, you know Al Woods, we were playing Elton one time his senior year. I guess I was a freshman or eighth grader. I have yeah. no idea. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah. Dylan, he blocked my shot, and I swear to God it went 80, 80 yards. It was the most embarrassing thing in my high school career. He blocked Travis Spicer to the other side of the court, Dude, too. Dude, it kind of went up to the top of their bleachers, bro. It, it, it was 6'5". It, it, it ran out of rows. Yeah, Al Woods was six foot five, three twenty five. the number five defensive tackle in the country, by the way. Was he really? Yeah. I think he was one. Of, he was a five-star, man. Was, uh, what, was Elton 1A? Elton was 1A, yeah. Playing against South Cameron. Uh Marcus Mudd and all them on offensive line, six foot, six foot, maybe one eighty five on offensive line. Big Al Woods across six five, three twenty five. Oh my god! I'd like to see a stat line. I think he, I think he, he grabbed Marcus Mudd, put him in his back back pocket, and uh, fed him farts so he's big enough to eat shit. That's <laughs> how would you? How would you be? How would you like to be that high school coach? Oh yeah, and, and game plan against that. There's nothing you're doing yeah. at all. No, yeah. All right. He was all American, by the way. Yeah. God damn. All right, so right into our next question, Dylan. Who do you like more? Because, I mean, that's the question now. We found out today he's not announcing a starter. Who do you like more, Jaden or Nuss? Uh, I talked to Jay about this a little bit last week. Uh, man, I'm leaning towards – and that's only because of some of the film I've watched on Jaden, but I'm, I'm leaning towards Nuss, man. Yeah. I know he made a lot of mistakes. I know he made a lot of mistakes last year uh, with, the, with the little bit of playing time he had. He didn't look real comfortable, but uh, like I, I told Jay last week, man, every every it seems like everything that I've seen on Jaden has been he's he's a run first. He kind of remat he kind of reminds me of Max Johnson, uh, and that to me that's very scary, you know, man, knowing how Max knowing how Max was. I genuinely like both of these guys, and I know I know we all three trust Brian Kelly, so. It, 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 man, Nuss, Nuss's ceiling feels good too, man. I'm, I'm gonna be fired up either way. But oh I'm, yeah, I'm, well, I was, I was like Jay too. You know, I was, I, I thought Miles was gonna get it, man. I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. I, you know, I was a big Miles Brennan guy. Uh, but like I said, everything with Jaden, if I, th- I'm just as long as he drops back and passes the ball, and neither, I don't think we can go wrong with neither guy. To be honest with you, I'm with you on that one. I think if Jaden drops back and he's not always run first and our O-line can give him some time, I think we're going to be all right no matter who's who's back there. Me too. I'm fired up. They can't get it done. Walker's coming oh, yeah. in, baby. Who? Oh, Walker. And you know, <laughs> Walker. Yeah. And you know Brian Kelly's played the two-quarterback system before at Notre Dame. Oh, so. Yeah, we said that I earlier. Mean, oh, it terrifies me, Dylan. Yeah. I know. That, that, that does too. But I, I do think we're going to see both of them in the Florida State game. I really do think. Ooh, I, you heard it here first. Uh-oh, prediction right uh-oh. there. A little prediction. I like it. I like it. Like, why will you see them both, Dylan? You think um, one messes up or just he already has it scripted where both of us are going to come I in? I think I think he's got I – th- I really do think he's got it scripted already. Okay. I think uh, – I like it. I think there's going to be a couple – I think there's going to be a couple of couple of uh, series for both of them probably early in the game. Yeah. And then towards the end of the game, we'll, he'll fill it out and know so, who's more comfortable, and I think that's who will take it to the end of it. I like so, that take. So, if uh, – Jaden gets in, plays two drives, three drives, whatever it is, and uh, looks really good. Let's just say, Nuss gets in that fourth, fifth drive. What's his first play? You think it's gonna be a, a bomb to the end zone? You think he's gonna try it? Look, if there's a route running that direction, he ain't scared to throw it. Oh, I know, I, I know. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> he's or, gonna or, feel or low pressure. Gonna, or is it gonna be a toss back dive? The pitch back dive? Pitch no, boy, no. The, <laughs> the three yards in the backfield. Yeah, no, I think that's over with. <laughs> All right, right into the next question. Dylan, give me a name of an LSU player you think will have a breakout year this year. Rob, I'm going with Allie Gay. I fucking love it, Dylan. Mm-hmm. And I'm tell and I'm telling you this for and I, I read some stats. I had to go back and look. For the past two years, he's had two he had two and a half sacks and he had two sacks. So he's had a total of four and a half sacks in his career. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not telling Arden Key's record of twelve to watch out, but I'm thinking my boy's gonna get double digits. I'm thinking at least gets ten sacks this year. Ooh, ooh. Hey, look, we have seen Alligay flash to where that wouldn't surprise anybody at the end of the year. I don't think if if he plays right next to uh, Mason Smith, and he, he might be Dylan might be on to something because they're gonna try double team Smith, and they they're gonna let up on Gay. 
Nobody wants the yeah. big gay guy coming after him. That'd be like that'd be like letting uh letting Dylan back clean up because I'm batting three hole. I'm seeing all the shitty pitches. Is what that means. <laughs> yeah, but Dylan couldn't back clean up. Judd Addison had a back clean up for Dylan. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh no. Uh, oh, oh, Joe Porche. Joe oh, Porche. there we go. <laughs> oh, God. Love you. Shout out, Joe. Love you. <laughs> All right. Last question, Dylan. Then I think Jay's got a couple. Give me your score prediction for the Florida State game. Uh, man, I think this – I think they're going to – they get it a little close late, but I think we're really going to control the game. Uh, like I said, I think late maybe they, they put in one of them, you know, trash touchdowns in. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh real with twenty thirty one LSU. Twenty thirty one. I like it. I think I had twenty seven thirty twenty seven twenty one, I think is what I said Saturday on the podcast. So I I okay. think we're pretty close. Jay Bird, what you got? Well, I went back and listened to the very first episode. I had thirty seven twenty three. That's what you said? That's what I said. So. I love it. You rocking with it? Hey oh yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Jay, you got anything for Dylan? Yeah, I got a couple questions. My first one right out of the gate. Who was tougher to guard in high school, Rob or DJ Connor? No, 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 no. Next question. Next oh, question. next question. Okay. <laughs> no, what uh, what, what, what games are you plan on going to, man, this year? Games going to? Yeah, what's him you're going to try to go to? You. What was that, Joe? You said games? I'm yeah, yeah. To? What games you uh plan on trying to make it this year out of all the games? I really year? like to. I really like to go to the uh, the Tennessee game. I've never watched them play Tennessee. Dylan, if we are five and zero coming into that game in October, maybe a little cool front coming in, that place will get rocking. You hear yeah. me? Oh yeah. Rob's gonna oh, be yeah. unbearable. You hear me? What? You're gonna be unbearable. <laughs> I love it. Oh man, everybody. Who, yeah. Rob's keeping receipts. All the people that said they, they're gonna go six and six. I, I'll tell. Oh, just if we're trust five and zero, oh, just trust me. I'm, I'm, just it's trust gonna me. be bad. Oh and uh. Oh yeah. Oh, definitely. But the Tennessee game and I'm def- and the Alabama game. Uh, yeah. I heard you talk. I think last week or the week before that was your first ever game that you went to was an Alabama game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was I was the same way, man. I got spoiled right off the bat. My very first LSU game ever was in Tiger Stadium, LSU versus Alabama. That's when Alabama had Julio Jones. Nice. And and the so and the Tigers pulled it out, man. And well, 2009? One, of best, one of the best things I've ever been to. Two thousand ten, huh? Yeah, it had to be. Yeah, it was oh nine or ten. Yeah, yeah, it was one of those years. Well, I got screwed on that. My first game was Tulane. <laughs> Sucked. <laughs> yeah. So what? What? Which one are you looking most forward to watching this year? Besides, like not going to, just watching. Which one are you most excited to watch this year? Besides the Tennessee one, which would it be Alabama, Florida? What? I really, I really think Florida. Man, every time we go to Florida, man, that's just, and and I think it's because it's so close to my birthday. Okay. I get I get so stressed I get so stressed out about it, man. But every year, Florida, I, I still get nightmares of the Tebow years. You know, <laughs> See, yeah. all the disappointment on my birthday every year. You know, so that's usually around. Your, think, when's your birthday, Dylan? Uh, the sixth of October. I'm October yeah, two, October twentieth. Yeah, they'll be playing Tennessee that weekend, but Ooh, normally it's that'll a, be they, fun. They play Florida. All right, Dylan, we appreciate you coming on. You were perfect. We're uh, me and Jay is going to continue to do this all season. We definitely want you to be a reincurring guest if you're in for that. Oh yes, you have, sir. You definitely. Have to, you have to come out to Robs and uh, you and Bobo show them guys how to cornhole. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, I definitely can't hey, I play just, cornhole. <laughs> I got I got one question for you, Rob. Okay. Yeah, doing this doing this episode right here, man. We had to check the stats of of the history of podcasts, but has there ever been? So many district MVPs on one podcast. Ooh, talk to me, Dylan. <laughs> but Jay, what, how old? Jay, Jay was ninety nine. Was that what year you won? Uh, ninety three. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, three right here. Two from Hackberry and uh, one from Starks. And uh, we have to get RJ in here. And make we have it to four. get yep. Yeah, RJ, RJ did get it. Uh, Dylan's junior year and my sophomore year. Yeah, RJ, sure. RJ barely beat out Tita. <laughs> Oh, the red monster. Watch that, Boy, T-Ty holds the record, though, for uh, most teams played on in the district. <laughs> yeah. <sure. laughs> yeah. That son of a bitch should have went for Dawson's Bayou a senior. Oh, I know. That's crack, that crackhead. <laughs> All right, Dylan. Appreciate you coming on, man. We had a good time. Thanks, Rob. Later, bro. All right. Going right into 
the Duquesne and Florida game this week. I got a couple notes here. Jay's going to touch on anything he wants. Man, it is so hard to not notice their running backs. Number three, Trey Benson. He's a transfer from Oregon. He's 6'1", 215. And my God, that man ran big. He ran low, behind the shoulder pads, as Coach Daddy would say. He was shifty. I don't care if they were playing the ha- uh, Holly Beach Sand Frogs. Oh. He, you, I, I know talent when I've seen talent. I, I, I've watched this shit for well over a decade. I love it. I live for it. I breathe it. Y'all listen to the podcast. Trey Benson, I really think, will be good this year. They also, he, he wasn't even, didn't play the best on their team. Jay, give me some stats on Treshawn Ward, Trey Benson, and Lawrence to Philly. Yeah, they all three uh, had 14, 11, and 13 carries, all went over 100 yards, like we said earlier. Um, Ward had 127, Benson had 105, and um, Lawrence had um, 101. I mean, in four touchdowns between three of them, so that, that's a pretty good day for your running backs. I mean, they had 406 total yards or total rushing yards uh, that game, so – Averaging, yeah. Ward and Benson averaging over nine a carry. Yeah, nine, nine and a half, nine <laughs> one, and uh, almost eight yards a carry between three of them. Uh, what was crazy is that they they didn't they didn't have any. It was really vanilla as far as I didn't get to watch the whole game because they had an incredible tournament in Hackberry, and I pressed record on the TV, and it only covered like the first half, so I didn't get to watch hardly none of it. Um, so but what I did watch, uh. It was really scripted vanilla plays. Like they was going to run basic, and if Duquesne could stop them, then they probably would have changed it up. But they couldn't stop them all game, man. Which is smart. I mean, they, yeah, yeah, they huge game on Sunday. Yeah, they don't want to. They don't want to show too much. That's right. And uh, same thing as uh, UCLA did Hawaii last year, you know. But I, I just think that I think Brian Kelly and the coaching staff is going to have this team prepared a lot better than. The, yeah, like, the previous coaching we, staff. We literally couldn't defend their tight end. Do you remember UCLA's tight end, what he did to us? Yeah, it was bad, man. It looked like Kayshawn on Ole Miss. It looked like Kayshawn on Ole Miss. All he yeah. did was run crossing routes, and he was That's wide open it, every man. time. Unbelievable. And the fastest linebacker on the team wasn't even in the game, Mike Jones. Fact. And the best in-coverage linebacker. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't Jesus even in the Christ. game. All right. <clears throat> Trey Benson stood out. Mm-hmm. Jay gave you the stats on their three-headed monster. Let's go. Give me the stats, Jay, for Jordan Travis, the quarterback. Yeah, he was 11 15, 200 yards. Um, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, I mean, yes, he was pretty efficient, I, I guess you'd say, 11 15. But when you run the ball 54 times for 400 yards, you are selling out on the run every single play. That's right. So somebody's going to be open. They're not going to they're not going to be able to run for 400 yards in another shoe. They're Which not. I, I mean, I I say they're not. Hey, will we grow if they do? Uh, yeah, I just. But I you got to show us. Yeah, you got to. It's a Missouri podcast. You got to yeah, fucking show me. Yeah, I just. Wow, I, I I wouldn't think so. Okay, so Jordan. One thing about Jordan is uh, he's only this weekend, Jay, going to be as good as his offensive line. And yeah. what did Dylan Thibodeau just say? And what we all believe our strong point's going to be? Defensive line. All right. So this is a little clip I have real quick from the Nolcast. It's a podcast by a guy, a real popular podcast from a Florida State fan called Nolcast. Here's uh, him when he was asked about questioning for the L- some uh, questioning thoughts on the LSU game coming up this week. Did tonight's performance do anything to update your prediction versus LSU? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm concerned about the interior of the offensive line, uh, and that was, you know, that that was a concern that I already had, and now only furthermore, just based off some of the plays that you saw there. Uh, yeah. Jay, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I watched a couple. Like I said, the first half, and when, when they would drop back to pass, or it would be like a um, a little pitch back. That middle of the uh, defensive line was getting it was blowing number seventy six up for um, Florida State. Ooh, man, I'm gonna write his number down. Yeah, seventy six. Remember, remember that in the Superdome. If he if if seventy six is lined up over Mason Smith, here we go. You better you better put your eyes on seventy six and number zero. I know the way my drunk mind works. I will look at you in the stadium and I'll say, Jay, what was the number of that? 76. 76. Okay. So I, I probably won't remember then. Yeah, you will. No, what I'm yes, saying. I don't will. have a good memory, so I don't. Horse shit. <laughs> <laughs> You'll remember that in 10 years. <laughs> so uh, you heard some from the Noel cast, a little bit of, they, they, they know our strength of our team. They know. So 
Another thing that kind of stood out to me, Jay, they had a six-seven wide yeah. receiver named Johnny Wilson. Do uh, what? 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 Johnny have that game? It'd be Johnny Wilson. He had one catch for fifty-one yards. <laughs> Did you? It was a big post. <laughs> yeah, I, I seen it. Yeah, hey, I listened to two four seven the old they, podcast. Yeah, they was uh, Duquesne was lined up in man. You know, sell out on a run, yep. and it's one-on-one coverage. And that big freak show. Yeah, just throw it up. Ran right past a dude who probably ran a four-nine. Yeah, he, he's kind of like that. Uh, that big receiver they had when Jameis was there uh, was a uh, Kelvin Kel- Benjamin. Kelvin Benjamin. Yeah, he was six 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 seven. He's big too. Big boy. Mm-hmm. But this guy's big. He's two thirty-five. Man, he's he's a. Uh, he looked pretty fast, but you you know what makes you know what gets me uh, fired up about watching him play. You know, and and this is something that Brian Kelly's mentioned a lot. I cannot wait. I I love that because one of our big DBs is going to get on him, Mister Makai Garner, Jay, six two two twenty. Yeah, there we go. Pretty much fucking safety size. Yeah, Brian Kelly actually said he's as big as I want on a to be on quarterback. Uh, so six two two twenty. Also, I like Colby Dickerson. Yeah, Colby, Colby Richardson. Colby Richardson, McNeese. six one, two hundred pounds. He's floating around two hundred right now. That's good. That's good. I man. want them big. The we got the big boys that are ready. I guarantee you. Watch for Makai Garner. Uh, BK has mentioned him a lot. Look for him to be on uh, Johnny Wilson number fourteen. He's an Arizona State transfer. All right, Jay. This is something that stood out to me: the Seminoles' defensive line. Okay. Why the hell? Are they not get pinning their ears back and getting after that quarterback all night long? <laughs> Is it a weak? Could be a weakness on their team. I hope so. And and we alluded to this earlier in the earlier podcast that Brian Kelly said that offensive line is the most improved unit in the whole ball camp. So I I, I think. I think the D line sus, and that helps our offensive line. <laughs> I hope so. I'm not gonna say they suck, but uh, maybe just you know maybe had a bad game. I said um, sus. Oh sus! I that's think it sucks. I hang around oh, young okay, guys. I'm sorry, don't I'm you know sorry. that? Oh yeah, that's, 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 right. that's, that's suspicious. Yeah, suspect. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Or maybe. Oh look, I don't even know. It's suspect. Yeah. So back to the Noel cast. Here's his thoughts on the D line. Um. All right. So here's something I'm gonna say, and I'm not gonna make too much about it, but I wasn't blown away by the defensive line. I didn't see a bunch of lower level offensive linemen getting their getting their naps uh, neck snapped uh, at the point of attack. I didn't see the defensive line reestablish the line of scrimmage as much as maybe I thought it would. It was great that Verse had that one play, um, and certainly Lovett had a couple plays where he shut his, shut his blocker, as you would expect him to. Uh, but I wasn't blown away by the defensive line, but I also realized that's a really vanilla look. I'm not going to make too much of it, but I just put my finger in the air and note it because that's, you know, that's what we're supposed to do after games like this. Um, Jay. One sack. They weren't running, get the ball out fast, and get it to our athletes in space. Duquesne wasn't because they don't have that. Yeah. They could not get around the guy. Yeah, so the quarterback was 17 for seven, seven for 17, so he passed 17 times, so he dropped back at least 18 times. You know, they only got to him once. Yeah, so I think that plays out good for our questionable offensive line. Yeah, and like we said, we talked about earlier, that offensive line with Cam Wire as your established starting right tackle, they were six foot five and a half, two hundred no three hundred and twenty one pounds. That's their average height and weight across the line. That's our O line average height and weight. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think um, Duquesne had anybody of that caliber. No, no way. So I think that sets up good for us. They should have absolutely dominated Duquesne on the line of scrimmage, and they did. Sure. So. Some couple things that popped. They had a, a, a linebacker named Tatum Bethune. He's a UCF transfer. Man, he's big. He's fast. He's a red shirt junior. He's 6'1", 230. Moves sideline to sideline. Hey, look, no one is Devin White. I'm not saying this dude's Devin White. I'm saying he was very good sideline to sideline against a slow Duquesne team. He flashed. Pay attention. Tatum okay. Bethune, okay. linebacker. He really popped. All right? Uh. Some options. I mean, some things I noticed about Florida State. They were real creative with the running scheme. They they had some misdirection. They would pull linemen. They would pitch it the other way. They did some uh, outside zone. They loved the counter play. They ran counter. They ran counter toss. Uh, they were real creative with it. I, and hearing BK talk today, uh, it sounds like Coach Norvell has always been to kind of a two running back, real creative with his running game. Not really a I don't. Th- what do you? How many times do you genuinely think they're gonna let Jordan Travis throw it? 
It, does that is that dictated by? I mean, uh, yeah. How we sh- if we shut down the run? Yeah, I think that he's gonna. I think for Florida State to be in this game or to stay in the game, I think that Jordan Travis is gonna throw it a lot. I think the LSU is gonna establish up front and they with their linebackers and their defensive line and they're I'm not saying they're gonna stop the run totally, you know, but I just think that they're gonna. They're going to contain Jordan and make him throw out of the pocket. That's, that's what they're going to try. He did mention, BK did mention, you have to set the edges. Mm-hmm. And look, Florida State showed you, you they they are not scared to try to run the ball. So, you have to be ready to stop it. So, Jordan Travis needs to play a hell of a game. That goes without saying. But, they're, with Jordan Travis, speaking of him, you know they're going to run some read option. Uh, look for him, I said earlier, like on goal line stands, third and short. That's very dangerous in football in general, having a mobile quarterback on third and short and goal line. It's somebody else that you have to account for. I noticed they had another Oregon transfer, Micah Pittman. I think he was a big-time recruit out of high school. They're going to use him in the screen game. He's a super freak athlete. They like him in space. Uh, But my main takeaway, Jay, and I'm wrapping up the Duquesne game, is the running back group. Yeah. What was your main takeaway? They just did what they wanted in the line of scrimmage because – Duquesne don't have the caliber of players that Florida State has, so they just ran ran to it's like John Curtis uh, method. We're doing this every single time, and <laughs> try to stop us, and they couldn't stop them. And like uh, Florida State came out there, I think in eleven personnel, they came out to the gate, uh, three receivers, one tight end, one running back. The tight the tight end actually ended up in like an H back kind of position. Yeah, and they ran off of that a lot uh, with that big, with the big boy, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Benson. Yeah. He, um, was lined up as a, uh, another blocker, 6'7", 235, you know. That's right. So, we'll see, man. Like, if they if they, they do 11 personnel, that, that lines up perfect with um, Kelly's Big Nickel. So Love it. What's the, the name for Big Nickel? Buffalo. Buffalo, yeah, Buffalo, Buffalo package. Buffalo. Okay. Jay, that brings us right into our next uh, little segment. I know this is something me and you always send each other for years. Yeah. We uh, This is how you help pass the time in the mid, get you fired up for a game. Jay, there was some Florida State fan prediction going on on social media. Mm-hmm. Give us, give me some of the stuff that you saw. Yeah, I, I listened to a couple of podcasts. You know, not I didn't listen to them. You know, from start to stop or nothing like that. But I just listened to just passing time. I like to get the vibe on how they. Yeah, feel yeah, about I do too. Um, we always do that, uh, especially when a game that we're going to, so we can see how the fan base is kind of uh, the pulse of the fan base. You know, so I listened to the uh, the Noel cast and uh, they a couple things they said. I had a couple notes down. Jaden Daniels start because of the problems with LSU's O-line. That's what they said. Mm. That's what they said. And they okay. said uh, Florida State doesn't have defensive linemen that look like LSU's defensive linemen. That's another thing that they That's said. That's what he said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they think, they think Florida State could – if, if um, Jordan Travis gets in a rhythm and, and starts going, Florida State could win by at least 10. It wouldn't surprise them if they win by 10. Even though they're a three-point yeah, underdog in Vegas. Underdog. Okay. And he said one reason why is because it's Brian Kelly's first game as head coach and, and Florida State got a week zero tune-up game and that Florida State should have beat um, Notre Dame last year with a better team than he has at LSU this year. That's mm. one of the things, you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some, uh, and then I walk, wake up, War Chant podcast, they was talking, uh, they said that um, Florida State hasn't had a winning season since two. Uh, 2017. <laughs> Yikes! So how how is this team gonna beat you know LSU by ten? If wait, they wait, wait, a, real quick, a winning season or they haven't won the opening game? No, haven't had a winning season since 2017. Oh my god! When's the last time they won their opening? Opening game, game was 2016. They uh they opened up the game. Uh, 2016 they opened up the season with a uh, number 11 Ole Miss uh uh in um Orlando at the Camping World Stadium. You know the yeah that's where we play them next. Yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. So they opened up the game that year. Number 11, Ole Miss, it was uh, Francois was that quarterback, you remember? I do remember Mr. Francois. Yeah, he was like a freshman that year, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then uh, then the following year. That's Jimbo, right? Yeah, that's Jimbo. Then yep. the following year, they number one Alabama uh, versus Flor- number three Florida State um, They in the Georgia Dome. You know, ACC, SEC kickoff they always I have remember. every year. I remember this game. <laughs> Francois was a sophomore. You know, really high on him. He was a highly recruited guy. Yeah, he was like Heisman Trophy contender. Uh, Alabama drummed them twenty four to seven. I mean, they killed that quarterback. He couldn't. They do killed him. He ran do for his life. I think he got hurt that game. I actually. think he got hurt that game and he was never, out the rest he of the he season. He never shook back. Yeah, I agree. Um, then the next year, two thousand eighteen, they number twenty Virginia Tech played uh, Florida State. Uh, they beat them twenty four to three. 
So then 2019, Boise State at Tallahassee, uh, 36-31. Then 2020, Georgia Tech at Tallahassee to beat them 16-13. And last year, Notre Dame at Tallahassee beat them uh, 41-38 in overtime. So you're looking at, uh, you know, five in a row home openers and uh, four out of the five are at home. Love it. And they and they said that in the podcast that LSU plays lights out in the dome other than 2011. 2011. So that, that's what they said. That That's one thing that worries them that LSU plays lights out because in all reality, it's a home game. I mean, it's 60 miles from Baton Rouge. Jay, so. when you think of some of the players that we have from the Baton Rouge, New Orleans, all general, it don't matter even if you're Mason Smith. Yeah, from Terrebonne. And you're from, from Terrebonne. Yeah. Those guys grew up dreaming or or at least watching professional football in the dome yeah. and dreaming of playing in the dome or watching LSU play in the sugar bowls and stuff like that you know correct it's a big so deal they get fired up for that playing in that dome you man tell me when Mr. Fouché who spent most of his career at Arkansas Greg Brooks Greg Brooks come home oh man uh Converse imagine Jarek Bernard Converse yeah I got the fucking frissons talking oh, about it right man. now. Imagine. Running Noah, out of the stadium. Noah Kane. Noah Kane. All oh. I've watched Noah Kane on an interview say the oh, whole he time good. he was at Penn State, he was missing Louisiana. Oh, man. That, that makes me – what about them two boys from Lafayette, too? Oh, you know it. Oh, man. You know that they're going to be so fired up. The two kids from you, UL, you probably, even you probably, if you're Sage Ryan. You probably from, won't be able to contain them two boys from Lafayette because they're going to be so fired up to wear purple and gold and be in the dome and, in front of 70 – I say it holds almost seventy five. We'll say seventy two, seventy three thousand people. You know, I did see Florida State sold out their allotment. That surprised me. Yeah, but that they could have sold that too. Ella. You know what I'm saying? They could have uh, sold yeah. that on secondary market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what's your gut feeling? We'll be there. I what? think it'll be realistically. I think it'll be sixty five, um, thirty five, or seventy. I agree. Seventy thirty, maybe eighty. 20? Oh, I don't, I don't know. no way. It's you, don't think, you don't think? No way. Well, Even, they, they, said, they said the national championship game when LSU played uh, Clemson, it was like 70-30. So. I think and that's a national championship game. This is this is a you talking about Florida State fans who hadn't had a winning season since 2017. I know people are going to be fired. You're right, and I know people are going to be fired up for uh, Brian Kelly's first year. Mm-hmm. If it's 80-20, Jay, I'm going to be fired. I'm not saying impossible. <laughs> I'm going to be so yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that's the, exactly, but I wouldn't be surprised. That's what I'm trying to say. If it was 80-20 or you know 75 25, okay. well, we'll come back after. Yeah, this we'll, week see. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, and we'll let her know. Mm-hmm. All right, Jay, is there one more person that really stood out on Twitter? Or a video you saw, and also give his name. After get his Twitter name, pronounce, spell it out. I want people to go harass this yeah, guy. Yeah, uh, this dude. I looked at him on YouTube, and Rob sent me it uh, through Twitter because uh, when we went to Texas that one year, they had all kind of stuff. This one fan predicted LSU to lose by like what two touchdowns. Yep. And, uh, he was putting LSU fans on blast before the game. And you didn't hear nothing from him after the game. No, he went into so this dude witness protection program. Yeah, this dude, uh, his name is a waste bro. You know, spell it out. W a s t e b r o underscore is his uh, Twitter handle. And, yes, uh, get him. Yeah, go check him out. He, he don't post a lot on Twitter, but that's what he posted on YouTube um, for his channel. I looked at him. He's like a. I think he's like a some kind of. Uh, what do you, I think it's a. Uh, Battlefront uh, gamer or something like that. Okay, he's a Twitch streamer. Twitch streamer, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, um, but he po- randomly posted an LSU Florida State uh, prediction and score and stuff. And we got a little bit of audio. Right and now. Rob got a little clip of him, and he'll play in a minute. All right. I'll tell you what LSU is, right? LSU is they're a decent team, but they are not. They cannot compare to Florida State on any type of level. We have always had their number when it comes to LSU and Florida State. Let me give you guys an example right now. The last time we played LSU literally was in 1991. We beat them by a score of 27-16. The stats are right here. I'm going to show you guys the stats as well. Wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. You guys see this? Show you guys these stats right quick. <laughs> so, Jay, the, the boy was referring to the last time. He said, we've always had their number. When's the last time they played? What year was that? He said 1991. So, you're looking at like the Curly Hallman era, man. Jay. I'm 31. I was born in 90. Yeah. 29 years ago. No, 30 years ago. Remember that game? Oh, yeah. I was locked <laughs> in. I was locked in. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know, man. Blast waste, bro. If we win. Yeah, if we win. Don't do it if we lose. <laughs> yeah. 
don't blast uh, the podcast if we lose. Yeah, don't do that either. Don't don't tag us or nothing. Yeah. All right, Jay. This is as fired up as I've been for an opener since. Uh, to be completely honest, it might sound it, it could be different to anyone listening. This is as, as excited I've been since 2016 for the Wisconsin. Yeah, you start thinking of the the home the the opening games uh, every year, and you have to you have to circle that 2011 uh, Oregon Oregon. Game. TCU, they, they I was both, fired up. Both, yeah, they both were ranked, so neither one of these teams are ranked, but it's still you know it's, it's Brian Kelly's first game. Florida State is a known big program, even though they've uh, two, hasn't had a wisdom. Two blue bloods. They haven't had a winning season since 2017. It was five and seven last year. They lost eight starters. Um, and make no mistake, we haven't been at a no, show no, no. for yeah, the last, last couple two years. years. But the the main difference between LSU and Florida State is you, you. I mean, you know that Florida State has athletes. You know that, like I said, to, when I was talking to Dylan. But LSU has athletes that are different. They put guys in the pros every year. You know, Jay. So last year, let's. This is going to prove your point. Last year, LSU had how many players go in the draft? Ten drafted. That was second, only behind one team. Georgia. Georgia. Mm-hmm. So, to to hey, round of applause for Jay. <laughs> Jay is telling you that the 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 even even though both of these teams the last couple of years have been somewhat of a dumpster fire compared to the standards they hold at these universities, the athletes have still been to LSU. They are yeah. still at LSU. Guess what? We have a coaching staff now that will put these athletes in a situation to succeed. That gets me fired up. And they've come from other schools back to LSU, back to Louisiana. Where they wanted to be. Where they wanted to be. And we'll, we'll talk about players coming back. For a second, I'll touch on something. Matt Muscona tweeted something. LSU put out a, a, a picture said, State of Football, from all the players that are from Louisiana that are on the current roster right now, they have 59 players on the roster from Louisiana right now, Rob. 59. Love it. How many did they have on the roster when Brian Kelly was there from the state of Indiana? Get a guess. Seven. Eight. Oh. Man. Eight guys from Indiana. So, yeah. I mean, it's just. Hey, and remember what the, the Brian Driscoll guy said, and talent wasn't an issue. Talent wasn't an issue. Yeah, so you so, had to go out so, of state to get the talent so that wasn't Kelly an issue. Is, Kelly is about to be spoiled. To driving down, you know, Seagan Lane and going to Woodlawn and seeing the quarterback play, he's he's about to be spoiled at this. Go to Catholic High and see five star yeah. Shelton Sampson. Go, go right down the, go right uh drive what a about a uh, quarter mile of the road to see U High play. You know, what I mean, you want to go watch Zachary play? Yeah, yeah. There's some. That's what I'm he saying. Is, he man. is he in in, and he's been in South Bend, Indiana, where he had to catch a private flight to go watch some fucking athletes. He is play. from, you know, North. Um, I know they California, recruit California Florida. Big, yep. You know they recruit all. They have to recruit all over because they can't recruit in the state of Louisiana. I mean, the state of Indiana. So now he's about to recruit nationally, which he's been accustomed to. So he's really good at recruiting nationally. And now he's about to get Frank to lock up the state, help him lock up the state. I should say, not just not just Frank, but and Kelly, Cortez. Kelly you got Cortez. You got Ryan Poland. Ryan yeah. Pol- You got the yeah. boy from up north, quarterback coach Sloan, Sloan who, yeah. who was a LaTeX coach, who also mm-hmm. was over Baton Rouge and New Orleans territory for recruiting. Yeah, and being at LaTeX knows North Louisiana. You got to mm-hmm. recruit North Louisiana too. I'm sure I off the top he- of our head, we can name a couple great players from North Louisiana. Uh, I think of big Cam Robinson who left out of. Uh, Robinson. Think of all the uh, players that were from that West left? Monroe. That left. No, 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 no. In general, oh, I'm just saying yeah, great yeah. talent oh, from okay. North yeah, Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you got. The worst one comes off the top of my head is Brady James from West Monroe, uh, all American. Where'd, where'd, where'd Kiki Mingo go? West Monroe. Jacob Hester. Uh, Evangel. Evangel. That's yeah. North North Louisiana, yeah. right? Louisiana. I mean, big. What's his name? The big offensive lineman just won a Super Bowl. Uh, oh, big boy. Uh, yeah, for West the, Monroe. The Sam from uh, plays for the Rams. Yeah, Whitfield. Whitfield, West Monroe. There's plenty of talent. You have to recruit North oh, Louisiana. Devin White. Devin uh, White. Northwestern about. 20 miles from the state line. You got to lock up the whole, you got to put a border around the state. Brian yeah. Kelly hired the staff to do that. And, and we, we talked about this uh, last podcast that there was 26 or 27 uh, five stars come through Louisiana since 2010 and only three come out of Indiana. What I didn't touch on, I guess what I should have touched on is that Indiana don't have Shreveport, Baton Rouge, or New Orleans. <laughs> they don't have that. So yeah, they're not growing in. Uh, no, no, no. In Bloomingfield, no, yeah. Indiana. Yeah, South. They don't grow them in South Bend like they do in New Orleans. Cap. Love it. 
Jay, I think we're wrapping up this episode. I'm fired up, and I truly believe this was our best episode yet. Dylan did a great job. Thank you, Dylan, again for coming on. Thank you, Level Up Gutters. Remember, go to our link tree. You can, you can get, that'll take you straight to Level Up's page. You got the phone number. Call them if you need a quote. The next thing you'll hear from us is some content coming out on social media from us from New Orleans. Jay, on a scale of one to 10, how fired up are you for Sunday? Oh, 10 and a half, baby. Let's go. This is winner's win. (laughs) 